Beauty and Brains presents a work in progress. Your favorite weekly podcast all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Breland Hunt, a work in progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. As you can tell by the title of today's podcast episode, maybe you can't, we talking about my birthday. <laughs> We're talking about age. Age ain't nothing but a number because today is my birthday podcast episode. Today that you are watching this, July 24th, a queen was born. I wish I had like sound effects on my little podcast thing here, but welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Today is in fact my birthday, so welcome to my birthday podcast. Welcome to my birthday podcast episode. Um, I didn't do one of these last year because I was fly- flying the country, okay? I was worldwide. I was in uh, Paris and Morocco, so I had time for that. But uh, as we're coming up on a year of the podcast, I mean, I haven't done like 52 episodes by far, but it's been more than a year since I've uploaded the first podcast episode. So not only happy birthday, birthday to me, but also happy birthday to a work in progress, the podcast, because we are over a year old now. Um, And I am 26. (laughs) Y'all, I am officially a grown woman. I am in my grown woman era. And I just want to talk to you guys because I have so many emotions. Like if you guys, again, have been following me for a while, you know, I always have a little bit of like pre-birthday blues and I definitely have that again this year. I know that I'm excited right now and I'm bringing all the energy and all the vibes. Um, Well, first, first things first, first things first, hold up, stop, wait a minute. (laughs) First things first, if you're listening to the pod, make sure that you rate the pod, five star ratings only. If you're watching the pod and you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please stop playing with me. (laughs) Um, And subscribe to my YouTube channel, Beauty and Brains 5. Um, Give me a thumbs up comment down below something fun and definitely go over to my Instagram at Breland.hunt and send some pink hearts to my birthday Instagram picture. I don't know what it's going to look like. We won't get into that because child, I don't know what the heck I'm doing for my birthday, but um, definitely show me some love on my birthday. I would greatly appreciate it. And thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, listening and watching to my birthday podcast episode. But it's not just going to be about me, but I feel like there's been so much going on. And the podcast is where I talk about topics and stuff, but I also want to update you guys on what's going on with me my life. So I'm also going to take the opportunity to do that in today's podcast episode, um, as well as we just talk about like age in general, because I feel like obviously this is a great time to talk about it. So I actually kind of compared my 26th birthday the other day to like my 11th birthday. Like it's so not exciting. (laughs) Like being 10 is cute right? Like, and of course, there's something fun about even 12, because 12 feels like, okay, I'm like a preteen. And like, 13 is like, oh, I finally have the teen. And then 14, you're going to high school. And then like 15, you can kind of use your permit. And then 16, like sweet 16, then 17. It's like, there's so many like great ages. And then there's just those few ages that it's like, I'm grateful for another year of life. (laughs) And that's to me what 26 is like 26 is definitely like, I I guess I'll just be grateful because what the heck is fun about 26? Like 25 was 
definitely, you know, rent uh, gut wrenching. It was like not necessarily scary, but like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting freaking old out here. 25, like 25 never felt like it fit me. It felt like there's no way that I am 25 years old. There's no way that I'm a 25 year old woman. And it's crazy because people were calling me 25 way before I was 25. So I felt like I actually was 25 for like a year and a half. Like it feels like I've been 25 for a good minute now. Um, I feel like I set that my age more at 25 than I ever did. Um, and I think it's just because like for my mom, like if she would round out the ages of her children, it would be really easy for her to be like, oh, 30, 27, 25. And I'd be like, no, 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 I'm 24. It doesn't matter. I was 25 for like a year and a half. Even like my friends, like my mahogany sisters, they called me 25 way, like when I just turned 24, they were like, you're basically 25, dude, let me be 24. Um, So I don't really feel like I was 24. 24 is like a blur. It was the pandemic year of my birthday. I mean, 25 was a little bit, but you know, on the other side of it. So yeah, 24 is a blur. And I feel like the last time I really had a moment with my birthday was like, wow, you know, another age of life was when I was 23. And I was sitting in my sister's apartment in LA. And I was talking about the 23 things I've learned in 23 years. That feels like my last birthday. I feel like I should be turning 24 now. Not that it's been too almost three years since then that doesn't feel right like I know that it's time and you can't you like time is time but it, it don't feel right it don't feel like I'm gonna be 26 and yeah like were you excited to turn 11 comment down below right now were you excited to turn 11 years old I bet you you weren't because 11 is like the wackest <laughs> 11 is like the wackest age ever like there's not really anything exciting about 11 um I will say I I think I'm almost pretty sure that I went to Disney World for my 11th birthday it wasn't my first time but it was definitely one of the first times that I can like remember like that's a good age to go to Disney World um so shout out to my family for making that a fun year for me because 11 was dumb <laughs> like 11 that's not a year like oh when you're 11 years old you can you can't do anything at 11 that you couldn't do at 10 and that's how I feel about 26 except for it's like worse Basically with 26, I feel like there's really like nothing exciting to look forward to um, with this like big age. Like 25 is like, you know, grown. If that's exciting to you, then like cool. If it's not, then it's like kind of scary. It was kind of scary for me to be 25. And so 26 is like just even worse. I'm going to get into that. But before I do, I want to do my quick little like life updates just a few random life updates for you guys um one since we're talking about birthdays if you guys are following me over on instagram i talked about my little nail my birthday nail saga i got my nails done for my birthday i didn't go to my regular nail place and the shape and stuff was amazing but i you know tried a different design if you guys don't know i just love a good like i w i don't call them basic but i call them like elevated classic nails so i love a good I love a good ombre, a good boomer. I love a good French or like French type designs. Like I just like my nails to look clean and classic. I used to love the super long nails. I used to love like the stilettos. I used to like, I was known for having crazy nails in high school and I just grew out of it. And now, especially like with doing um, video content, when I see my hands move, I'm like, I just think that they look so pretty when they are, when they just look natural-ish, manicure-ish, like just a little bit elevated, something that's classy, something that I won't look back on. I like to look back on my nails and not be like, 
Breland, what the heck were you thinking? What were you doing? You know, just kind of like, ooh, like your nails look good. You look good. Um, But I feel like that's a part of like the grown woman era that I've been in for a bit of a while now. Like I think really 24, I was already on that wave. And like, even with the natural hair stuff, I feel like that is a big part of it too. But anyway, the point is nail saga. I went to a different tech. I asked her to do a, a design that was kind of like the natural um color behind it with like some pink and with different shade pink swirls on it and at the end of the day the inspo picture that I showed her her nails were rounded like almond and I wear mine in long square so it didn't look bad but I just didn't love it and I was like okay it's my birthday if I don't love my nails like I still have a couple of days I should change it right so I went to another nail salon um, because I basically was not in I didn't go to my regular salon both of these times I go to the new salon and I'm like, basically switch the designs for me. She, first of all, she charged me $45 for a nail design switch. And I was like, that's a lot, especially because I just want a French, like a French is not that hard. And personally, I wanted the French with like the deep smile line and I wanted it to be in a bright pink color. Now the inspo picture that I showed her had like the bedazzles on it, like but the experience was so bad. She just kept starting over and over and over again. I first of all knew that she didn't know how to do designs because she looked overwhelmed when I showed her my picture. And it wasn't that crazy because like I said, I'm not really doing crazy nails anymore. It was just a little razzle dazzle, just something a little bit extra special for my birthday. She wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I could tell she was overwhelmed when she looked at me. So she was like, yeah, $45. And I was like, 45, okay, you taxing, but you taxing because you know it's gonna like really you're gonna have to really work hard for this because you're not good at this she was so frustrated like she kept wiping it off and starting over and over and over and over that I was like getting uncomfortable like I was forcing her to do something and I was like but this is a French like you can't do a French you can't do a French manicure you cannot do a fr like the shape is already all you had to do was paint a French manicure on it. And she was like stressing out and I was trying to be nice. And so I ended up asking another nail tech, like, hey, can you take over? Because she's really struggling here and I don't wanna like frustrate her. I don't want her to like basically give me poor service because she's over it. And, you know, he was pretending like he couldn't hear me. He couldn't understand me. He's going other places, talking, probably crap about me you know we won't know because they were speaking in their language and then he finally comes and he helps me out and then he's talking about some weird because you're your nails in the past time like it was such a bad experience um so by the time he painted the pink french on it i was like this is fine like you don't have to worry about the other stuff like i'm just ready to go so these are my birthday nails they're just a pink french they're there i like them better than how i had them before but the experience was so bad that i'm like it wasn't even that worth it like i could have just waited two weeks and gotten my nails done again but like it is what it is like i neither like i'm kind of glad that i got it done because i well i like the way that these look better but because i want it more i'm like these aren't even that much better than what they were before it just is what it is. But that's the update on the nail saga since I didn't update you guys on Instagram. The second thing which you guys may or may not be able to notice is that I dyed my hair jet black. Eh? Eh? Um, this is my first time dyeing my hair jet black. I feel like I just had a few pieces that were like light brown um, from like when I was previously blonde. I did dye my hair at one point in time years ago, but I just kind of wanted a fresh start. I thought it was gonna make my curls like pop and look like really healthy comment down below if you can even tell a difference like I thought it was really gonna pop I can't really tell the difference <laughs> I don't necessarily think that it looks 
better. I think that it like it does. It's not that big of a difference. But like if I think about it, I'm like, oh, I kind of liked it when it kind of had a little bit of brown to it. So it was like I wouldn't do it again, but I don't hate it. <laughs> so I'm like, OK, well, that was done. But I'm just so grateful because I actually saw this video on um, Instagram where a girl dyed her hair black and basically like her whole face blew up. And I saw this like while I like while the dye was sitting on my head and I I, I had no idea that you were supposed to do like a um like a safety patch I didn't patch it they were like oh I was it was definitely a box dye hair it was a dark and lovely box dye hair like I was afraid for my life um ended up working out thank god but mm, child I was so scared I was like oh my gosh I didn't know that that could happen but yeah so that's really what we looking like for the birthday really nothing special um hair is the way that it always is it's just jet black now and my nails are kind of the way that they always are except for instead of a white french we did a pink french I mean it's giving boring. <laughs> oh, is that what 26 is? Like we're in our boring era? That's annoying. Another random update is that my wisdom tooth is coming in. And like I, fun fact, don't have any of my wisdom teeth. I haven't had any of them removed. And so every now and then, like every few months, a tooth will grow in and I can like feel the discomfort. So, I mean, it's happened so many times. I don't know how many wisdom teeth I have all together. It should be like four on each side, right? This has to be the last one because I know for a fact that I've had it happen multiple times on my right side and definitely a time on my left. And so I feel like the tooth, I can like literally feel it poking out through my gum on this side. It's been kind of making me a little, uh, a little feisty because I have a little bit of a headache. Like it was hurting my head so much the other day when I was driving, I kind of felt like there was like a, a bright blinding light over my eye. Um... I didn't need, like need to take any medication for it, but it definitely wasn't, it doesn't, doesn't feel good. Like my wisdom tooth is definitely coming in, but at this point it's like, I don't think I'm going to get them removed, but it does suck because I can tell that they're shifting my teeth. Um, you guys probably don't know this, but I had Invisalign in high school. I didn't finish my trays out because I was like, my teeth are straight. They look great. And it was time for me to take my senior pictures. And so I was like, Ah, you can just take them off. I think I'm done. I think I'm good. And I never wore my trays again, never wore my retainer. I should have gotten like a permanent retainer and I had no idea. I had no idea that your teeth would shift back. So now my teeth are back to normal. They're a little bit better because my canines were like, they my, my canines didn't go all the way down. That was the big like difference in my smile. They've shifted to being more crooked when they were like perfectly straight um coming out of high school so that really sucks sometimes I wear my um old retainer which I know you're not supposed to do like it'll fit but it hurts like I can barely go the whole night um doing it so I'll probably get my teeth fixed again in the future they're not that bad but I definitely noticed like my bottom teeth which were like super straight they're like crowded now and I know for a fact it's because my wisdom teeth have come in and they've shifted my teeth which is why they say you should get your wisdom teeth removed but my mom never really pressured it. My dentist never really pressured it. So I got them in. They're bugging me now and my teeth are crooked. <laughs> That's that update. Last random update. Um, You guys will not believe it. I 
basically went grocery shopping one Sunday, you know, my Sunday reset routine, if you guys just saw that. And I went to like a new grocery store that I don't normally go to. It's not my first time there, maybe my second or my third. Um, it's like mom's organic market. And I got like regular groceries, but in particular, I got steak to make like a nice Sunday dinner. And after filming a podcast, getting it up for you guys, I made dinner for myself. And I ended up giving myself food poisoning. I made steak, asparagus and potatoes. And I don't know if it was the steak or the asparagus people are saying that it probably was more likely the produce than the steak because I literally got it right from the market it's not like it's sat in the freezer or the refrigerator for multiple days or whatever I don't know which one was bad but I had this was last Monday I was the most sick I've ever been in my entire life I was suffering I have never thrown up I threw up more times that day and a half than I have my entire life all put together I kid you not it was so bad and like I kind of used to like throwing up not I don't love it but for those of you guys who don't know I don't really drink alcohol like that I used to at one point I don't anymore and if I do drink alcohol like it's very like okay maybe a wine maybe a mimosa like I keep it very chill but back in the day when I used to you know drink in college and stuff I would throw up every single time I drank because I just didn't know my limits or even like I just my I was like It's one of the big reasons why I stopped drinking. My body cannot handle alcohol. Like it just regurgitates it every time I drink. So I literally would be like ruining people's nights because I would throw up every single time. But you know, when your stomach just feels so bad and you are just like wasted and you're like, I need to throw up. Like I will not feel better until I throw up. So I used to love that feeling because I would get sick every time that I drank. And I used to love being like, I cannot wait till I throw up and I feel better. So I wouldn't say that I love to throw up, but I love the relief that I feel after throwing up from what I previously experienced um, with like alcohol. But my stomach was hurting so bad. I I mean, it was so everything hurt. Like I had body aches, I had chills. And my mom had just went out of town too. So I was home alone. I asked my brother, my sister to come over. Nobody was helping me out. Like y'all, I was struggling. I could not keep anything down. It was coming out the front and the back. I like the first time I woke up and it was like a couple days before I was about to start my period. So this is TMI, but like we friends and family here. We all good. I thought it was that first like period poop. I was like, ooh, I got to go to the bathroom. Like maybe five, four o'clock in the morning. I was like, dang, this sounds, you know, waking me up out my my sleep. Go to the bathroom. I'm like, that wasn't a period poop. Like, gee whiz, I ain't never had a hose come out the back like that. I go back to sleep and I'm like, dang, my stomach still hurts. But it feels more like up at the top, not like down low. Like, you know how period cramps are like low child I was like I wonder if I'm sick like my stomach hurts and I go back to sleep and I wake up and I'm thinking to myself I literally when I was going to sleep I was like if I have to if I'm sick end up having to throw up like where am I going to throw up at because the next day was um trash trash day so all my trash cans were full I was thinking to myself like I can't go in a trash can like but you guys have kind of seen where the where my room is set up in the loft where my room and my bathroom are like parallel to each other so it's a it's a swift u-turn to go from my bed all the way to the toilet and I didn't realize how far that run was until I realized I couldn't make it the first time and I ended up having to throw up in my sink because I literally couldn't make it and so that and that was the first time I threw up so everything 
I'm sorry, y'all trigger warning. <laughs> I'm going into detail. But the sink was it had all types of chunks in it. I mean, oh, I was like, why did I do that? But I couldn't help it. Like I couldn't make it to the toilet in time. And I threw up in literally every single toilet of the house. I couldn't keep anything down. No water, no Advil, no Pepto-Bismol, no ginger ale. I mean, and it took me days to eat because then afterwards, like I was throwing up the next day. My brother finally came. He helped me clean, clear out the sink and drain it and do the salt and not salt and vinegar. <laughs> the vinegar and baking soda and stuff. I got that together. And then finally it was like, I don't even want to eat because every time I ate, I would throw up like every time it was like clockwork every hour, even if I drink some water and my mouth was so dry. <laughs> it was, it was horrible. Like you guys can tell that I'm never sick. Like obviously I, I just had COVID during um, Christmas time, but that was bad. But this was like undeniable. Like I was very much so in denial when I had COVID because I was like, maybe I just don't feel well. But like, and I'm like low key. I low key knew that I had COVID, but I was like, I think I'm okay. It was bad and I had symptoms. But like, this was like, I couldn't function. I couldn't, I couldn't do any, I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't like lay. I couldn't stand. I couldn't sit. I couldn't do anything. It was so bad. But um, I survived. I made it through. Um, I'm finally able to kind of eat again. I haven't cooked since then. I literally have been eating out. I've cooked breakfast, but dinner, I'm kind of like, ooh, I'm like triggered. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Um, but that's a little bit of update about what's been going on with me. So if you guys have been like, some people are like, Breland, where have you been? Like you've been ghost. So much has been going on. I cannot wait for you guys to see the next stuff that I post because life changes are happening and I've been dealing with that but I also was like sick so that had me out for like a week and then my period ended up starting like once I finally felt better so I was out for like a whole week y'all like out for the count um between my tooth my stomach my period throwing up but we got pink nails and jet black hair and it's my birthday so <laughs> that is some random life updates that I felt like you guys would enjoy just because it's like I didn't really get to tell you guys but I feel like you should know because sometimes I feel like dang they don't even be knowing what I'd be going through it just seems like I'd just be gone I would think about y'all um but life just be happening <laughs> okay so now let's get into age ain't nothing but a number honey because this is the mindset I'm trying to have with myself because it is harder to grasp being older um or like getting older in age when you let's just be honest, or not where you want to be or where you expect it to be in life. I kind of talked about this when I was competing for the first local pageant season of this year. And one of the directors said to me as the eldest pageant candidate, and ever since she said that, it was like ringing in my ears, like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to describe how it makes you feel. It just makes you feel like, dang, it sucks that I'm still chasing after these goals that some people accomplish, like, you know, when they're younger, and it doesn't make you any less than, but it's hard to remind yourself or to prove to yourself that you are not less than even though you are still chasing after these dreams that like young people have accomplished. I think that I think about that a lot when it comes to me entering medical school at a later age, like later than the typical years and even later than some of my peers who like went to Spelman with me, did a gap year, or like even people who were in my master's program who were older than me did a gap year with me. And like, they're already in medical school. And I'm like, I'm still on this thing. And I, I think that I'm going to talk about that in a later podcast episode because I have some, I got some, we gonna get into some things when it gets into that. But overall, I think 
the reason why getting older for me is getting harder is because there's like a damaging link between youth and like accomplishments. And because I don't feel like I've accomplished all that I want to or all that I expected to at this age, it's like hard for me to be comfortable and solidified and proud of and what is the word I'm looking for? Like at peace, basically like with age. And it's something that is unfortunate And I feel like it's going to change soon. I think that like as these things that I've been wanting to accomplish for a while, as I start to accomplish them, even though they'll be older in age, once I get to like 30, let's just say, I think that I'll have done just about everything that I want to do. And then from there, I can be like, even though I did it later, it's okay. But I mean, I say that if like, I don't necessarily have a timeline when it comes to getting married and having a baby. I tell people all the time, like I'm definitely going to be an older mother. Um, As soon as I get some money in my pockets, I'm going to freeze my eggs because (laughs) because I'm 25 and I have no prospects. I mean, anything can happen in a couple of years. So I'm not stressed about it, but I'm also not like, oh my gosh, like by 30, like, will I be married? It's like, if I don't have any prospects by 30, I'll definitely be like, yikes. Because I I do want to be, you know, married and have children one day. But um, I think that I'll give myself a little bit more grace when it comes to that. And I need to give myself that same amount of grace when it comes to my academic career. I think it just gets harder because there's other people and their outside perspectives. And there's so much comparison, like I said, when it comes to like youth and accomplishments. Like I saw one time this one girl posted on TikTok that she was 19 going into medical school or something. Like she, it was like her white coat ceremony and she was like 19 or maybe 20. It was something where it was like, that's pretty young. And you know, it was sometimes something like she did a program and it was like a three, four, whatever it was. And she just like, maybe she graduated high school early and she was in a program where she ended up like graduating college early and then she got into medical school. So she was like on a super fast track and that's just not everybody's story. And it definitely just isn't mine. And it's like, you want to be that exceptional person. Cause there's something just so exceptional about being accomplished and young. Like it's one thing to become a doctor, but it's another thing to become a doctor at 20, to be the youngest doctor, you know, in this medical school class or in this medical school in general. But it's like, even though I know it's going to happen, it's going to get done. What is it? Like, why is there just a sting when it's done later on in life? And we've talked a lot about like, why do you hate you're here? I think this has a lot to do with that where, you know, you're comparing where you are now to where you want to be. You're not finding any joy in it. And I find that there's a lot of great things to me having taken so many gap years that, um, I honestly don't have that much pressure on myself as of yet to already be in medical school. Like, don't get me wrong. I realize that I've been a pre-med for a really long time and that it's like, okay, like when, but I also don't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, I'm not going to be, I don't, I've, I don't even actually know the, the age that I'll be when I'll be a doctor officially or like, I've never even done the math because I don't care. I, I really don't. I don't care. I don't care if like, okay, if I get into medical school this year, then that means that I'll be exactly 30 when I I literally haven't even done the math because it doesn't bother me. I don't, I don't care if I'm a doctor at 30 or 31 or 32, as long as I know that I'm on the right path and it's going to happen eventually. But everybody doesn't have that same sentiment. And a lot of people project that onto me. Um, When I was making my decision, 
what you guys are going to see coming up when I was making the decision for what I was going to do this next year upcoming a lot of people were pushing me in one particular direction and a lot of times they would make comments like you're not getting any younger like we need to get you started like you're you've already kind of had your fun and it's like yeah maybe I had my fun like yeah I get that I've had more time than the average person outside of college um but it's not the most time ever like there are little people who go to medical school at 40 it's like it's it's kind of okay like I don't know how to describe like I'm okay with it but I know that everybody else isn't okay with it so it makes me not okay with it where deep down I'm like I think I'm okay with it with me having more free time on my hands um I ended up watching well first of all I started watching the latest season of Love Island love it quite fancy to show it's addicting isn't it um I literally love Love Island and I was watching it like so much that I caught up to it and I was like oh, there's no more like new episodes going on and what I realized between Love Island and YouTube is that I really like reality tv and if you guys know me I'm not actually really into reality tv I don't really like the love and hip-hop and the housewife stuff I think that it's just um too catty and but the the love stuff I love a good y'all know I'm a hopeless romantic I love a good love um reality show so I was like oh well you know what maybe I do like reality tv I just need to find more reality tv for me because their stuff is just you know it, I can just watch it for longer instead of the medical dramas that I've been watching or, you know, Euphoria or Power. It's like those those shows are so dark. You can only watch so many episodes at a time. I have so much more free time on my hands that I really wanted to find other reality shows to watch. So I decided to start watching The Kardashian. I, I don't think I've ever seen even one full episode of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. I'm not a Kardashian stan. Um... But I am intrigued by them. I'm very intrigued by them because I think that they're just, you know, they're interesting. Long story short, I'm not a fan, but obviously I know who they are. And I, you, it's very hard not to know what's going on in their lives because social media will update you even if you don't watch the show. But anyway, I started watching their reality show because I figured like, oh, this is another reality show that I kind of like get into. And something that I thought was so interesting, really brilliant, was that Kim was able to live her life, like her youth to the fullest and then she decided to become a lawyer on the back end like if you really think about it she has lived so many different lives and I'm like envious of it like she was literally at one point in time like just a regular girl with her father who was famous like she had money and stuff and then she had this whole life where she was the sidekick and the whole Paris Hilton thing and then you know, with her and Ray J and then her being in front of the scandal and then, you know, her being the reality show girl. And then now she's like this mogul with a family and she's been able to do so much. I respect who Kim Kardashian is like as a celebrity. I think that it is so amazing all that she's been able to accomplish, especially like the influence and the power that she has without her having an actual talent. I always say, I think it's so crazy that you know, more people know who she is or even kind of like respect her more than people like Beyonce, even though Beyonce has the best talent in the entire world. Um, but I just think that that power, like her mind, obviously it's not just her, it's her mom and stuff too. But I just, again, I find it to be really, really fascinating. And I'm like, you know what? If I really wanted to, I would go out here and live my best life and do all these things that I've been wishing and wanting to do. And then when I'm 40, come back around once I have kids and I've been able to, you know, maybe give off some surrogacy, find me a man, be on red carpets, this, this, that, whoop, 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 then say, now I want to be a doctor because 
Kim literally is going to be able to have the best of both worlds. She was able to live her entire youth out. And now in her 40s, she's going to be a lawyer. And it's like her dad was a lawyer. So she knew what it was this whole time. And I just find I'm like, that was that's brilliant. That is brilliant to decide to become a lawyer on the back end. Now, you know, if she's doing it for whatever reasons, or of course, I'm sure there's like more obstacles, because I do understand that she had to go to like a different type of law school and had to take the baby bar, which was different, like things were obviously more difficult. And it was easier for her to do because of her status and her money and her wealth and things like that. But still I'm like that's kind of lit and I think it's just interesting because again I want to talk about this in a future podcast episode I'm only 25 I'm 26 today but as I'm feeling this podcast right now I'm only 25 and people want me to give up on becoming a doctor already and I'm like but I'm still young like if I want to live a whole nother life and not apply to medical school again until I'm 40 like I can do that. And if medical school is, you know, so grueling and toxic, or even like being a doctor is so hard, then why am I giving up all of my years of youth? You know, people talk about all the time. And it's really crazy, because you guys know my best friend, Jasmine, who um, is deployed, she's actually in Hawaii right now. And we were partners in crime at Spelman. She was my bio baddie. Like I always say, I would not have gotten my bachelor's of science in biology without her because we studied together through everything. And she really pulled me through those last couple of years. And she decided like she still wants to be a doctor, but that she doesn't want to do it now. And she's like, she's going to wait until later on in life. And she was like my last person who I was going through this journey with. And after that, I was like, dang, I'm all alone. (laughs) Like I'm out here on my own. And I really just didn't understand it. Like, come on, let's grind. Let's do it now. And a lot of the people who were okay with grinding and doing it now they're in and they're doing it I'm one of the only people who are like still grinding who haven't given up or decided like to go another route I didn't understand her position like why she wanted to wait I'm like why would you why would you want to wait I think there's a lot of pros to you know of course being a young doctor you can have you can be more secure in your field once you're in an older age and so maybe you can take you know more time off and whatever but it's kind of like how people say like why wait until you're old to travel once you are retired like why not travel now when you're young and you can go to these different places and of course you wish you like you know you're going to have more money when you're older but if you can figure out a way to do it now like why not do it now I I finally get it. I finally get why she decided she was going to wait until years after she's a captain now in the military. She's like, I'm going to wait. And then when I'm finally ready, maybe when I have kids and I have a house and I'm married and stuff, then I'm going to go to medical school. And I'm not saying that's what I'm going to do at all. It's not my goal. It's not my plan. But I finally get it. And I'm like, basically, at one point, I was in a rush. Like I was kind of like, I want to get in. I want to get in. I want to get in now. But now... It's like I'm finding the joy in all the things that I'm able to do because I've had more time away from the traditional path. And I don't want to eliminate anything that's part of God's story for my life because I'm trying to stick to a specific timeline that society has placed on me. So from now on, I'm just going to ask myself, like, is this even what I want or is this just what other people expect of me? Right now, I'm still very passionate about continuing on my journey to medical school, so I will. But if I ever feel like, you know what, I want to (laughs) break, I want to do this, I want to do that, I will do that because like, this is my life to live. You know, you only have one life and it doesn't have to look the way that everybody else's looks. It doesn't have to be the, it's already untraditional. 
So why not just do it the way you want to do it? You know, just do you, boo. (laughs) And that's just me in my grown woman era. And I want to talk more about that because I keep saying it and I'm still trying to define like what exactly that means for me because I think it makes turning 26 more fun because like I said, I'm, I'm not really excited about it. But the thought of this being a new era is exciting because let me tell you guys the mindset that I've had that's been helping me out. I, I think I saw it on, oh, I think I saw it on TikTok. If not, I saw it on somebody's um, YouTube channel when they were talking about Beyonce and her different eras. And if you guys are not familiar, if not hit, but you probably are, you've heard people like use this phrase um, frequently now, especially when they are talking about kind of like the projects of performers. So for example, when Nikki started coming out with like her new um, singles preparing for her album, it's like, oh, like this is a new Nikki era. Like there's an era and it's it's so fun to do it with performers because you can say like, oh, you know, Nikki with the bob, Nikki with the hair down to her butt, Nikki with the bangs, you know, pink hair Nikki. And now what is this Nikki going to be? This like what this unknown new version of the same person but like just new and fun and different and I find it so exciting I think that's one of the most fun and exciting things about celebrities is the fact that they can just like recreate themselves I think that's what keeps them alive and what keeps us interested in them is that they're not the same person for 40 years like think about Rihanna when I think about Rihanna and like her eras like she literally was a good girl gone bad and that was a real era in her life and I'm pretty sure the good girl was like a fake era like Rihanna was never a good girl if you could tell by her personality that she was pretending to be kind of like nice and sweet and that good girl gone bad was such an era because she was able to be her true and genuine self and then she hopped into her fashion bag then she hopped into her makeup bag and now she's in her mogul bag and it's like this era and when she goes back to music that era I'm gonna be so excited to hear now she has like a, a, a boyfriend are they still together I don't know but in a kid and so it's like it excites me you guys can tell it really excites me and anyway going back to my original thought is that I was listening to somebody talk about how Beyonce obviously has so many different eras and her eras are so iconic that it's almost foolish to compare them to each other and how if you thought about your own self like a Beyonce or like a celebrity with their different eras we all have our own different eras in our life and how foolish it is to compare one era to another for example dangerously in love is a classic it's a bop it is a moment it I mean crazy in love there's so many songs in that album that when you play it to this day you cannot it's like dang is this really Beyonce's like best song because it's just that good you know and excuse me you guys I'm a Beyonce stan so I'm gonna really be like but I love I love Beyonce and so there's so many great songs in her album but then you have B-Day B-Day got some bops on there like so when she was in her B-Day era she wore her hair first of all let's even just talk about the Destiny's Child era you know what I'm saying like we have awards and looks and everything just from that era alone then when she went to her Dangerously in Love era then versus B-Day era then you have like eras that you know maybe they weren't as glamorous and they didn't receive as many awards but if you really go back and look at it there are some gems in that season of your life aka that era like for the album four people slept on the album four but that was really when Beyonce was in her songwriting and her vocal 
bag. Like, like Beyonce, that the four era was an era that was slept on. And then when I think about like the homecoming era, that area resurged me back to life. Like I love that era so much because I love obviously HBCU culture and the way that she was really able like, and then uh, I just, uh, this tangent is not about Beyonce. But as we are days away from her releasing her new album, Renaissance, I remember before Break My Soul released, I was like, what is this album gonna be like? Because her last album that she did with Jay-Z, I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of Jay-Z. So that that I'm in love era, like I liked Lemonade when you was smashing cars, but you know, no, happy love, happy. I was like, I'm not really into this era. <laughs> This era I don't really like. And then, you know, she really got into like her black power era, which I was like, okay, okay. Homecoming helped seal the deal. But some of the stuff like the gift, I was like, okay, okay, B. This is not the era that I'm gonna, it's not my favorite era of you, but it still has some great bops in it. Don't get me wrong. So I was very curious, like, what is this next era of Beyonce gonna be like? She's established her identity more than being a mom, more than being a wife, more than being, you know, a Destiny's Child member turned solo, even kind of like more than being like a Texan and like a Southern girl or like a black girl or like, I'm like, what's next? What is it next that is gonna define her era? And it's, it's so exciting to think like, ooh, like there's this new era of Beyonce that we're about to embark in. And who knows if we're gonna love it or if it's gonna be like, God, it wasn't my favorite, but just the fact that it's new is exciting. And the also the fact that what helps you the most is not comparing one Beyonce era to the other or one season of her life to another, just like it's not helpful for you to compare one season of your life to another. I I consider like my Spellman College vlog days to be like my dangerously in love. Like that was like my breakout, my you can't tell me crazy crazy in love was like my college um move in vlog like it was like that was it this is huge like this is Beyonce but you can't tell me that there wasn't a resurgence like my grad school vlogs would be like lemonade you know like come on lemonade did great like lemonade had moments lemonade like got a lot of new followers to follow Beyonce like lemonade was the touring like so as I'm entering into this new season of my life, this new era, I'm trying to look at it like a Beyonce era. Like, I'm so excited to what Renaissance is going to be. And I don't want to compare it. Like, obviously, I can never go back to crazy in love. I can't recreate my college vlogs, but I can appreciate what that was. You know, the audience that I had at that time, the people that they gained for me and just where I was at that time in my life. Um, and similar to the different just eras of my life. That's why I like to change my theme songs periodically because it kind of helps me form my mind into the different eras of like my content and, and really my life and how that reflects into my content. And so I'm just, I'm excited because I know that I'm entering into a new era and it also is coming around the same time as my birthday. So it really just feels like all things, all things are new. Um, and so, yeah, even though I'm kind of like, eh, 26, 
I am kind of excited about this new season. I don't know fully what it's going to entail and what it's going to look like, but I have faith that it's going to be a great chapter. When I looked at the description of Renaissance that Beyonce wrote on Instagram, which you know is important because she don't be writing captions. She said, creating this album allowed me a place to dream and to find escape during a scary time for the world. It allowed me to feel free and adventurous in a time when little else was moving. My intention was to create a safe space, a place without judgment, a place to be free of perfectionism and overthinking, a place to scream, release, feel freedom. It was a beautiful journey of exploration. I hope you find joy in this music and I hope it inspires you to release the wiggle and to feel as unique, strong, and sexy as you are. I wish, like, I can't explain how much I literally feel like that's about to be my next era. Unique, strong, and sexy, a safe space without judgment, free of perfectionism and overthinking, like releasing all of it. Like that is what I feel like my next era is going to be. And so when I think about obviously like practically what my grown woman era looks like, because to me, I keep saying grown woman because 20, 24 is like, okay, like you're in your 20s. 25 is like, okay, that's the halfway mark. Now that we're on the other side of 25, you are officially a grown woman. And so I need to step into my grown woman era. And like, like I said, practically, that looks like me really stepping into my style. You guys can see on Instagram, I've really been making a point to show up as the woman that I see myself as because it's no longer like when I grow up or one day, it's like, no, you are her now. Like, what are you going to be doing now create the life that you want to live for the rest of your life and not with so much pressure but just with more intention I talk about this all the time but like creating a network of lifelong community of people one thing that really opened my eyes when I went to my grandmother's funeral she had a church home with a pastor who was with her throughout basically her entire faith journey who was able to give her eulogy and I want to be able to have somebody with me in my life a person who was a mentor in the faith field who either is my pastor or an elder who I can not only speak to in my faith journey but also who can just walk through life with me like I feel like if I were to pass right now we would be looking to the left and to right to what church I would have my ceremony at and like who would do my eulogy or like even like who are the people who would who would show up you know and granted again I'm 26 I'm young so I I'm grown but I'm young you know you know what I'm saying I'm grown but I'm young I like that um so I still have much more time to think about it but I think that it's it's putting in the work now to start creating that foundation. And that's what I really want to do in this next season of life. In addition to creating sustainable habits of a healthy lifestyle, talk about this a lot, but like my mom really doesn't work out and I never saw her like work out as a child. And so for me, it's a really big shift to change my mind from instead of just like dancing as your workout, like you have to put in the effort to go to the gym consistently because now my body is getting solidified like if I gain a whole bunch of weight I will not be able to like get it off unless I do a huge weight loss journey because I got hips and thighs now like I'm a, I'm a grown woman now you know what I'm saying weight moves differently it's not like a, I, I need to start eating more carefully and like even just adulting things like having meals that I can actually cook and like knowing how to clean things knowing how to do insurance and like 
my car stuff, my health stuff, like having a doctor, having all these things are what I'm thinking about when it comes to maturing in my grown woman era. That's basically the gist of this birthday podcast episode. I know it was all over the place. Please comment down below what you thought about something that I said, because I know I said a lot. And I really feel like it's the gist of the whole premise of this podcast, right? Like a work in progress. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not too far away either. You know, I, I understand that I need to, I understand that I, like, I understand that I have to learn to be grateful for life, no matter where I am, no matter if I'm there, no matter if I'm close, no matter if I'm far, no matter if it looks like it's on its way, or if it doesn't look like it's ever going to come, like I have to be grateful for my life every step of the way. And it's a very hard thing to do. But that is why I am a work in progress. So on that note, I think I'm going to just go ahead and jump right into a few minutes of guided affirmations to keep our spirits up and focused as we move throughout our day. Please remove all distractions and verbally repeat these words after me. I am thankful for another year of life. I can let go and embrace change with an open heart. I am proud of what I have done with my life. My ability to conquer challenges is limitless. My potential to succeed is infinite. My life is full of love and prosperity. My best days are ahead of me. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. If you guys enjoyed it, please give me a thumbs up. Again, if you're listening to the pod, please rate it. Five star ratings only. And if you are watching the pod, subscribe, leave a comment, like, do all the things. Make sure you have your bell on. That way you know whenever I upload a new video. Follow me on social media at Breland Hunt. You can subscribe to the audio version of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And visit my website, BrelandHunt.com, for weekly podcast updates or to contact me to share your story. Until next time, be sure to live each day to the fullest. You only live once and give yourself some grace. We are all just a work in progress. Yay, that's it. The birthday episode. Had so much fun with you guys. And I can't wait to speak with you again very soon. Bye.